I've been in hospital three separate times. One was the big three-week stay in the coma. Number two was the nerve damage diagnosis. Number three was a surprise attack out of nowhere, and I couldn't breathe properly. You know, perfectly healthy 17-year-old, no underlying conditions. It's crazy. Behind every case, there's a story. Protect yourself and each other. Be antiviral. Hear more at antiviralireland.com. Supported by the Government of Ireland. And welcome back to the podcast. Now, my next guest is one of those incredible finds on social media and in real life. His content is second to none if you are looking for nutritional knowledge and understanding. Nutritionist, coach, author, and healthy eating whistleblower, Graham Tomlinson, also known as the fitness chef to his nearly 600,000 Instagram followers, is helping to change the landscape and understanding around nutrition which is obviously much needed so I would like to say a big thank you for coming and welcome to Graham hi thanks for having me hi I love the accent come close to the mic or they're just going to shout down your ear yeah, to okay. do so I'll just tell you now while I'm with you um right first of all you had a bit of a trip to get here didn't you uh not too bad but yeah Aberdeen so we can hear it <laughs> yeah four 400 miles something like that I really appreciate miles. it podcast but, listeners like you have to understand nobody gets paid to come on the show including me and everyone who does it does it because they love what they do so it's uh I'm really grateful that you came and I really think as you know I have bombarded your inbox of DMs slid into your DMs every night like <laughs> yeah with some now. voice notes yeah. yeah I love a voice note honestly <laughs> typing is killing me um but yeah, I'm so grateful. And as you know, I really think that my listeners can learn so much from you. Um, before we started recording, I told Graham he has one of the most, I think, um, educational pages on Instagram. But it's also very visual um, and it's also very memorable. And he makes some really good points on that. So if you don't follow him already, make sure that you do. Um, all right. So let's start at the beginning. Why don't you tell everybody who you are and how you got started in the industry and kind of where you've ended up? Yeah, so quite a long story, probably. Um, so I've always had a background in, in sport, you know, since I was a kid. So I played cricket to a reasonable level up until my mid-twenties. Um, so I was kind of travelling abroad over the winters to play and stuff. So I was always around fitness environments, um, you know, whether it be strength and conditioning um, or, you know, trying to keep track of your nutrition so that you're yeah. you're performing well. So, but then I was kind of thinking, well, I'm probably not that good at it to make a living out of it. So, um, given that I've been going to the gym for years, really enjoyed it. I kind of thought being a personal trainer would be the ideal thing for me. So, I was, but I didn't start until I was twenty six. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thirty two now. So getting on a bit, but no, we're the same age. <laughs> same age. Um, and so yeah, I kind of did that for two or three years. And always liked the idea of posting stuff on Instagram and trying yeah. to make myself look cool and everything, but I really wasn't. Um, Nobody you know, is, more we get, pretending. Yeah, minimal engagement <laughs> and just absolute dross. But I would guess, yeah, over the last couple of years, I just had enough of what I was actually seeing on Instagram regarding nutrition. Yeah. Um, a lot of misinformation, a lot of information that's just void of any context. Mm -hmm. And I kind of thought... You know, I've been seeing a lot of these graphics from people. Maybe I can do something here in my own way. Um, and that's what I've been doing for two years is just building these graphics. And it's a really simple way to convey a message to somebody. And yeah. like we were talking about before, get somebody to stop scrolling yeah. and actually look at something yeah. and then start reading. Yeah. Um, as opposed to another other platforms like Twitter or Facebook, but harder to do that on because there's a lot more text yeah I, I also um, just I, I don't like Twitter in terms of because it is it does have to be so signed by T all context is lost um, and also yeah. because it's just a hotbed for trolls so if you have a profile and you're on Twitter you can guarantee you're going to get slated every day of your life it took me until last year to be like why am I on this turn notifications Just off. I just deleted it and then it happened to my husband and my husband was like I just get absolutely yeah. bullied so on Twitter and I was like delete it Scotland rugby fans yeah. maybe I was one of them 
<laughs> but I mean, every rugby fan internationally, especially when he said that he found the hacker funny, that then it really kicked yeah, off. That's, that's when good. he that's when he had to delete it. He was like, okay. Um yeah, so your your graphics are amazing. And this is actually what I was saying to Graham before we started recording again, was that he makes nutrition really uh, visually stimulating, easy to understand, easily digestible. Um, and is, honestly, in, in terms of good accounts to follow, I, I would really say second to none. Um, so congratulations. Thanks very much. You absolutely yeah. smashed it. Um, I guess really we should dive right in to the educating because I think that's why people are listening and that's certainly why I wanted you on. Um, so we'll start with this. Uh, so my new book is Transform Your Body with Weights, which is obviously a weightlifting guide. Um, can you give my audience a little nutritional breakdown when it comes to uh, a muscle building goal specifically? What they should aim for kind of nutritionally speaking and any kind of pitfalls or bad habits that they should maybe stay away from? Um, and yeah, with everything with a muscle building goal in mind that you can think of. So when it comes to muscle building, there's <clears throat> there's two key things that need to be implemented, as you well know, and that's a calorie surplus. Mm -hmm. um, not too hefty a calorie surplus, yeah. because you, unless you want to gain fat as well, yeah. or you will gain a little bit of fat, but not too much. Um, and then a progressive overload with your training. Mm -hmm. So making sure that your resistance trainings, the weights are progressively increasing with the reps, the intensity. And those are the two things that I think if people were to ask themselves, why am I not gaining muscle? It's probably one of those two things that they're not adhering to. Um, it's not anything to do with you know, having enough BCAAs or <laughs> L-glutamine or yeah, yeah. Uh, sleep could be could be one of the things because you're just that's that's where it all falls down. Yeah. But those two things are probably the the fundamental building blocks yeah. um, for for gaining muscle. And I would say from a mindset point of view. It's exactly the same as losing weight, although losing weight, in my opinion, is actually a simpler process. Oh, I completely agree. You're just cutting calories yeah. or creating a calorie deficit yeah. in some regard. But with muscle building, there's a few other variables that you need to adhere to. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I always say that it's um, to add mass that, you know, that isn't fat mass, um, you know, to add muscle mass. It's actually a really difficult thing to do, both in terms of your performance in the gym and what you're doing, like how you're spending your your sessions, um, and also what you're doing outside of the gym. You know, because not only do you have to take calories into account, which is one thing, you also actually really have to take um, macronutrients into account, specifically protein, um, and you also have to take nutrient timing into account, which is you know yet another thing that that's really important when it comes to uh, your ability to perform and then recover and. And then, you have, yeah, sleep is a huge thing. Rest days. And it is a much uh, more uh, hefty goal. You're completely right. And we'll come on to fat loss as well. But when it comes to fat loss, it's pretty simple. Yeah. The, the one last point on the muscle, like you hit the nail on the head there. So if you, if you have a night out, you know, okay, you probably overconsume calories from, from alcohol, whatever, but that's obviously not protein. Yeah. So the next morning, you're likely to skip breakfast you're probably not waking up until midday and yeah. you've already missed that meal so chances are that day you you might be behind on the protein unless yeah. you can make it up and it's little things like that that over time if you're doing that once a week it can be a little quite significant probably for for gaining muscle i mean absolutely it's a real melting pot you really have to focus on on the goal um mm. and again this is why i'm so happy to have you here because obviously in my book i talk about this and i touch on this but this is really what you specialize in so my personal recommendation is always um just for joe public two grams of protein per kg of body weight and we'll get on to tracking and all that stuff later because obviously there's a difference between you know what you want people to do and what they're actually likely to a want to do or b, be able to to do um so i would always say like a two grams of protein per kg of um lean mass what would your recommendation be in terms of protein intake for muscle building goal for a muscle building goal i would say anything from 1.5 to 2 yeah. i mean it depends on the on the individual really yeah. um you're talking like bodybuilders, you might push it up to what, 2.5? Yes, I'd say that's, that would be the top, yeah. top end. I don't think, you know, the average Joe is really needing to do that. Absolutely they could, not, but no. the benefits of doing that for what the intensity they're training at, I'm not sure um, yeah. there would be much more no. than if it was 1.5 to 2. 
Um, and then you're talking about like wasted calories, right? You push, you push something. Yeah. You know, obviously, and again, we'll talk more about this as the as the podcast goes on. But like, you know, protein and and fat macronutrients are really really important, right, for your optimal health and and functionality. But then, you know, there is such a thing as pushing it too high, or especially with protein, especially with young men who are really in the gym, like hammering those weights. And then you're just it's talking about like, you know, diminishing returns in a way. There's just there's no need to go. Yeah, people forget that protein is a calorie source as yeah. well. So, so, you know, carbs get demonized and fat gets demonized. It's like that's the only two yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But protein, four calories per gram as well. A hundred percent. And that, you know, over consuming that will turn to fat. Um well, so it's obviously less likely because the thermic effects of food, feeding yeah. over time, um, you're gonna the net calories you consume are gonna be less from protein. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not really that that significant. If you're hammering it to that degree, you will probably be gaining a bit more fat. This is good, actually. I didn't have this question down here for you, but having just touched on it, I think that would be good. Do you want to just quickly explain to my listeners uh, what the thermic effect of food is? What um, to and to my mind, um, food sources um, have the highest thermic effect of food, and what that really means. Yeah, so essentially, the thermic effect of food is the calories or the the energy expenditure that you experience when you digest that food. So you've got the three macro, well, technically four macronutrients, including alcohol. So you've got protein, carbs, fat, alcohol. Um, the one with the highest thermic effect is, as we just said, there is protein Mm -hmm. Um, and carbs and fats are around about the same so just your body finds it a little bit harder to digest protein and break it down and it takes a little bit longer than it does carbohydrates and and fat and it's it's a simple equation of more calories being used by the body during that process Mm -hmm. but in relation to somebody's overall diet um, the significance of it, I think over time you would probably see it, but over the short term, I'm not too sure people should be getting too specifically for weight loss. It. Yeah, yeah, getting too bogged down because these days you see protein marketing everywhere, and yeah. you know if someone hears me say this now, they're going to think, right, that's it. I'll just eat 100% protein no, diet and I'll no. be shredded. Uh, yeah, you, that's not going to be the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't you love it? It's like protein Mars bar, and you know that there are some people out there who are like, oh, well, yeah. three calories. It's like, no, it's, it's just still a chocolate a bar. <laughs> it's a chocolate bar where they've somehow added protein into it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's still a Mars bar. It's it's absolutely infuriating. Very clever marketing, though. But you need to look at that and think, huh, that's clever marketing, and not think that Mars bar won't make me fat because it says the word protein on yeah. it. And the, the funny thing about it is I've been there and I've been like, well, yeah, I'm <laughs> probably going to select that protein bar because it's got more protein. <laughs> yeah, you're like, at least I'm trying. Yeah, and then you're just like, well, hang on a minute. I could probably go home and have two slices of toast with, <laughs> yeah. with a little bit of butter or something, similar calories, and yeah. maybe... Similar protein, um, probably not about half the protein, but you know. Oh, toast and butter. It's yeah, just, I've been getting back into it recently. It's just the best thing ever. <laughs> I haven't had toast and butter in such a long time because I'm always like, I, I have such specific now, I have trained my brain to, to order or make specific things for breakfast for everybody. And now I'm just like, what happened to the good old toast, butter and a cup of tea, eh? It's one of those that for me, it's like with cereal, with toast and butter, you've got to get out the toaster, get the butter on it within... Five seconds, oh, you yeah. eat it immediately. There's oh, nothing yeah. worse than cold butter, <laughs> cold melted butter on toast. Well, even that sounds good to me right now. And it's the same with, <laughs> with cereal as well. It's literally get the milk on there and eat it eat as it, sorry. as possible. Oh, no, yeah, soggy cereal. I can't do yeah. soggy cereal. James can't do soggy My husband can't do soggy cereal either. And if and if it <laughs> if it somehow timing is not on our side and that's how it ends up, I'm the one that gets it in the neck. Because <laughs> he's such a lucky little shit. I make his <laughs> breakfast every day. Um, okay, so I love that we, we've already covered so much in 20 minutes I mean this is amazing why don't we talk now about fat loss um obviously you know my listeners will know that I consistently just try and drill it on home that it all comes down to a negative energy balance so that's a calorie deficit so consuming less calories than your body needs to maintain its current state um whatever that might be is how you then start your road to fat loss but where why don't you talk to us about where do you typically start clients um, or people who come to you when um, they want to be able to not only understand a fat loss goal, but be able to implement it? Good question. Um, stripping it back to the very, very basics and drilling home the calorie deficit that you just said there, because so many people are bombarded with 
lots of information these days with regard to weight loss, whether it's insulin or any anything like that. And they're skipping over the very, very basics, which is down here. Mm-hmm. If they don't understand energy in versus energy out, then they're never going to understand anything else. Yeah, agreed. Um, so that is literally the key. I think deep down, most people understand that it's a calorie deficit. Yeah. Um, but they kind of get sucked in by things that they hear, like, you know, going keto or intermittent fasting, um, low carb. And what people have to realise that any method like that, even like a slimming club, is a way of creating a calorie, a calorie deficit. deficit. They don't tell you that because they want your money. They want to keep the principle away from you. Yeah. Um, but anything that is ultimately going to make you lose fat will require a calorie deficit. Yeah. So for me, to speak to someone, I would probably want to understand what kind of things they're eating, ask them to be honest and yeah. truthful, um, and go in there and try and make some very, very easy swaps. Yeah. For example, reducing calories by implementing the same foods. So things like Greek yogurt for 0% fat Greek yogurt or beef mince for 5% beef mince, just chicken thighs for chicken bread, you know, spray oils for... cooking oils and it's those a things. good tip as well like when it comes it's always a good one to target with fat because you can always normally get a lower fat option not only that but obviously fat has um nine calories per gram yeah. so you're already targeting the higher calorie macronutrient absolutely and like it's just super simple the math yeah. adds up doesn't it yeah so by reducing the fat you know there's more chance that you can reduce more calories but the volume of food will be similar to what it was before yeah um I was actually I just had an interview with someone just before I came in here, one of, one of the papers, and they were asking me, but they add loads of sugar to the things that they reduce fat from. And I was just saying, and? That's not the main point. Yeah. A, sugar is not to be demonised. Yeah. B, the main point is lower calorie. Yeah. Do you enjoy the food? Yes. Okay, I'm eating it. Yeah. And I, that's the basics. That's, um, I remember when I first... I don't know if this applies to you too, but I remember when I first started getting educated, uh, when I started on all my courses, gym instruction, personal training, and then nutrition, and it was so funny how, you know, they do, even even in the courses, they do demonize like low-fat alternatives. Um, and they do talk about additives and stuff like that. Um, and it, it took me actually then um, becoming fully qualified and having my own clients and actually having to understand the behavioral changes that have to occur in order for your clients to get the results that you're trying to get them. For me to understand that actually there is nothing wrong with a lower calorie microwave meal as opposed to, you know, for someone with a fat loss goal specifically, obviously there are different goals to, to, to keep in mind here, but a fat loss goal for spe- specifically. Um, and that actually, you know, I would yell at my dad for buying them like this crap microwave meal low calorie and I look at it now and I'm like no that was pretty smart of him he loves a microwave meal keeps him happy keeps him on track keeps him sweet and he was going for the lower calorie options and it's just so funny you know what people uh, say and think versus when you're actually a professional in the field and you actually have to get people to implement the science that's when it becomes quite nuanced I think yeah absolutely and regard to the um, the microwave meal it's it's an easy target to be demonised, isn't it? Because yeah. it's been pre-prepared, maybe refined ingredients. Yeah. Um, but actually, in moderation, what's what's the matter what, with it? What's wrong with it, um, yeah. I think, you know, the calorie target is, is the key, but to make sure that adherence is going to happen, things like protein, you know, it's been notorious for keeping you yep, full. Yeah, satiated, yeah. And obviously we discussed the energy expenditure when you eat it. Um, and including fibre as well oh, yeah. can keep you satiated. Yeah. Um, and the the good thing about fibre is it's always in the whole food, so you're probably going to be getting a bunch of micronutrients in there as well. So 100%. Whilst they're not related to body composition, it's an important part of overall health as well for the vitamins and minerals to, to keep your function. That's why I always say, you know, that the, the best... You know, again, we come down to goals, different goals. You know, you would give different nutritional advice for different goals. But in fat loss specifically, if you can keep your diet on the lower calorie side, which is what you need to achieve fat loss, but you can also keep yourself nutritionally sound and healthy, you know, you kind of 
you're killing two birds with one stone and protein and fiber are a great way to do that because not only are you going to keep your body healthy um, and kind of you're working towards the goals you want, you know, uh, fiber and protein are, are so important for physique goals anyway. Um, but you're also, you're keeping yourself really healthy and you're ticking these boxes, uh, all these boxes off. Um, and I mean, yeah, Graham's completely right. Of course that you shouldn't, we shouldn't demonize foods. And, you know, I, I, in a lot of my books, I recommend, for example, carb cycles. And the reason why I do that is because I know that if people don't want to track their food and we'll come on to tracking and stuff now, um, but if people don't want to track their food and a lot of people don't, they don't want to weigh out their food every day. They don't want to be that food focused, you know, from the second they wake up to the second they go to bed, you actually have to give them strategies that they can implement without having to do that. And a really good strategy there is to split up your carbohydrate and fat intake because what it means is that you can get your carbs pre and post training for energy and recovery and that the rest of the time you can replace that energy macro with fats and that way by splitting them up you're keeping your calories lower but you're staying nutritionally sound now the downfall of me recommending that was that a lot of people then subsequently thought that I was saying carbs are bad, which isn't what I was saying. And if they'd have read the introduction to the food Bible properly, if only, <laughs> yeah, if only they'd read the intro, they would know that's not what I was saying. Um, which brings me on to my next question, which I'm really interested to talk to you about. For people who don't want to track calories and macros, what are some strategies that you give them to implement in order to keep their calories low or, you know, their nutrition on the healthy side? I think number one would be move a little bit more yeah. um, because that's a huge part of it that people forget. They're so focused on the eating side of things yeah. that even a 10-minute walk each day is going to go far over time. Um, oh, yeah, massively. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but with regard to the, the food side of things, I guess if you never know the true extent of your caloric intake, you will never know how you're doing in terms of your goal with yeah. regards to the calorie deficit. However... Um, if you simply reduce your portion sizes from, from where they were, it's clear that you can be consuming fewer calories. Yeah. Um, but there's also things like switching up ingredients. If you know that an yeah. ingredient that you eat all the time, like it's not an ingredient, but a food, say like pizza. Say you eat pizza every Friday night. <laughs> um, it's not to say that you can't eat it, but you know that if you actually swap that pizza for something that's fewer in calories yeah. you will be in a calorie deficit from where you were yeah so it's all about the starting point and understanding where the starting point was yeah but i think i don't want to tell people that they have to track calories because to be honest it's quite an annoying thing to have to do um each day weighing your food out but what i explain quite often is the fact that it's almost like a temporary education and it's something that you don't actually need forever yeah so if you can master it for two or three months and if you can do that, you'll be weighing out food and then all of a sudden you'll know, you can eyeball the portion sizes yeah. and you almost don't need to weigh it out anymore. Yeah. You know that, oh yeah, that's probably around about 50 grams of oats because yeah. it looks the same as every other breakfast I've had for yeah. the last uh, yeah. two months. So for somebody who's coming in not understanding anything, I would definitely recommend tracking their calorie intake mm -hmm. for a while but I would absolutely not recommend somebody to be tracking for the rest of their Forever. life because yeah. if they are then it's almost like something's not really work they haven't yeah. their behavioral patterns haven't changed and they haven't been able to eyeball the portion sizes yeah um but yeah some people enjoy doing it some people get into the habit of doing it every morning and don't mind it personally I can't think of anything worse but then <laughs> but I would over time with I've, your brain yeah you don't yeah need over time yeah. I can kind of eyeball things um I think that's amazing advice and <clears throat> I actually it's so funny because I feel like you go you go down the same trajectory that I go down which is interesting so I always say to people it's about a calorie deficit again we're talking about fat loss specifically it's about a calorie deficit so either you can eat the exact same diet that you're eating now and eat less of it and by definition you're entering a calorie deficit um, or a calorie reduction I should say or you can completely overhaul your diet and have much more kind of calorie light options and again you're talking about things like say if you have a high fat diet and you've got lots of avocados and nut butter and all those quote-unquote healthy foods which are actually like astronomically high in calories um, and you focus more on things like protein and veg which are a really healthy b really great for a physique goal and c have a really good thermic effect of food um, you know you're probably going to be able to eat 
either the same amount, potentially more, and get the same results. Um, and then you come down to tracking, and, and I completely agree with what Graham's saying. It is a, a slog at first. Like it is so, It's like having a second job when you first start doing it, and it's really annoying and really long-winded. But after a few weeks slash months, you should be able to look at a chicken breast and know what's in it. You should be able to look at a salad and with or without the dressing and know what's in it, um, a glass of wine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And actually, it should be a means to an end. So I would say that I very loosely track now. I kind of eyeball 99.9% .9 of things. Um, and... And unless I was doing something really mega, like getting on stage where those fine, fine details really do count, I don't need to be so pedantic about numbers anymore. Um, so it should be a means to an end. Um, what do you typically recommend for people who do want to start tracking? Do you recommend like my fitness pal? Like how do you recommend they start? I think my fitness pal at the moment is probably the got the most substantial database of food um oh good that makes me feel good <laughs> but the only drawback with them is that it's i think it's crowdsourced data so yeah it is yeah like some, wikipedia yeah so yeah. some of it can be incorrect so yeah. for somebody who's starting out they won't know the difference between you know a mars bar that says it's 12 calories or 250 <laughs> you're like yeah yeah when? um yeah i'll just sneak that 12 in because <laughs> it sounds good um have five of them but yeah no i, I think my fitness bell is probably the easiest one to use. Yeah. Um it would be great if there was one out there that the only thing I dislike about my fitness pal is the way that you sign up and you set your goal at the start. So Yeah, me too. It's a, it's yeah. completely inaccurate and incredibly confusing. And yeah, you, they're, yeah, they're kind of saying how much weight do you want to lose per week? Oh, yeah. And it goes up. I don't know what the, the highest number is now, but of course people are going to pick the the highest number yeah. because they want to use, lose the weight fast. So the calorie target that's, that comes up is often around about 1,000 to 1,200, um, which can be, some people might adhere to that, but I'd... I'd estimate that quite a large percentage of people do that. eventually, whether it be a few days, weeks, um, would probably fall off of that. And then yeah. what do you do? You know, that, that's what my fitness pal says. So that's what I have to adhere to so that it can kind of perpetuate a yo-yo cycle of yeah. a, a thousand of today I was good, but fuck, I, you know, I'm so hungry. I'll have 2,500 the next day back to a thousand. Yeah. It's not a very healthy relationship with food. I'm not saying that everyone's going to be like that on my fitness pal, but no, but I think it you raised no, you raised such a good point. And actually, we just had James Smith on the podcast, who you know, mm -hmm. um, and who you've worked with. Yeah. Um, and one of the questions I had for him that I actually didn't get to ask him because it ended up being like a therapy session. I don't know how that ended up <laughs> happening, but it ended up being like a therapy session between the, the both of us. But he's obviously really staunchly pro tracking, um, and doesn't really at least on his social media although having now met him I can tell you he is very different in real life guys he's he got like, brown hair he's, a, he's got brown hair and he's as gentle as a puppy the former is a lie the latter is true um but he he's so staunchly tracking that I'm like, well, there's some people out there who actually tracking is suboptimal for either in a mental capacity or in some cases in a, a physical capacity, a behavioral capacity. Um, so, you know, in, in that sense, you know, what are you going to give these people? You have to. I'm sorry, but there, there, there is a large portion of the public internationally who are going to do a lot better with something like a food Bible or a meal plan or something like that or even oh, shock horror, a diet, then, then tracking. You know, you've got to take people and behavior into account. And I feel like, and I'm interested to know your thoughts on this, We've it's been like a huge pendulum swing where we've gone, everybody was like fad, 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 because it's a good way to make money and also get people results, you know, tell them to cut out a food group or whatever. And then we've come all the way the other way to evidence-based approaches on science, which is obviously preferable. <laughs> come on, let's be honest. As people know what they're doing, it's a lot easier. Um, but but then in that, you know, where we are now, we've we've completely turned our noses up at behaviour and what, what people really need. I mean, what is what is your? How long have I got? Thirty seconds. Okay. There's an amazing offer for Sky Q. I have to tell you about. Imagine having all of Sky TV, new originals and box sets together with all of Netflix. Plus you get Spotify, YouTube and catch up TV like RTE Player. Sky Q has everything you love in one place. It just makes life easy. Oh, and it's less than you think. Search Sky 30 to find out more.
New Sky TV customers only. Set up fees, minimum term and further terms apply. I thought personally if I got it, I'd be fine. Young people and sports people, we think we'd be okay, but the truth is that it can hit any of us hard. Like, I hate not being able to play GA, not go out and socialise with my friends. The sacrifices are the only way, so we really need to help each other along the way. Behind every case, there's a story. Protect yourself and each other. Be antiviral. Hear more at antiviralireland.com. Supported by the Government of Ireland. Thoughts on this and what is your advice for, for people? That's a, a great point because it does feel like it's gone full circle. And yeah. You see a lot of, of people, you know, obviously James, myself and a few others have put a lot of content out there that kind of slates these fad diets. But that's good though because you're educating good. people but and you need wh- that. Yeah, what I see now is... Um, a lot of other PTs posting stuff that's it's almost not copying, but get, jumping on the, the bandwagon, bandwagon a little bit, yeah. which is absolutely fine because it was going to benefit some people. But, you know, I slate. Are we allowed to say slimming, yeah. slimming world? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Wait, talk freely, speak freely. Yeah, yeah, yeah well... Um, You're in a safe space. <laughs> yeah, so a, few, a, a fair bit of anti-slimming world content there, but I always try and make sure that it's not derogatory or anything like that because I am aware... And people comment on the content saying, I did Slimming World, it was the best thing that ever happened to and me. And I got like, great results, yeah. Well, actually, that's great. Yeah. Then you should continue doing that. Yeah. Um, and for that person, like you're saying there, just tracking calories may not have worked. Maybe maybe um, counting sins and free foods was the thing that actually worked for them. Click their brain into yeah. behaving how it needed to behave exactly. to get so, the result. Yeah. It, I mean, absolutely not endorsing Slowly World here, by the way. But, um, <laughs> He's like, three gritted teeth. If it works <laughs> for you, my then it's fine. <laughs> I have to do that all the time yeah. too, don't I? But it's more the... The company principles that I have an issue with there. Um, it's like, why the can't, lack why of can't they just say the, the yeah. very basics? And they can have their sins, they can have their free foods, whatever nonsense they want to promote. But if they can just say to people, listen, you can do this, this is the method, but actually, the scientific principle of losing weight yeah. is a calorie deficit. Yeah. But this will be maybe may useful for you, sins, and it's a bit more fun than counting calories. But yeah. to just keep the, the information away from their customers. So cloak and dagger. Is quite detrimental to a lot of them, I would yeah. say. Um, and this is, I, I completely agree with you. And I think in my, in, I did it in my first book, but in my second book, more, and certainly, and more, and progressively more and more and more with more books, I really try and say to people, like, look, if this doesn't work for you, there, it, it all comes down to a calorie deficit. Or if in terms of a, a muscle building goal, you need to have um, a, 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 ideally a, a two grams per, per one kg um, of body weight protein intake. Um, but how you implement it and how you decide to do it and subsequently how you then decide to divvy up your fat or, or carb intake, it's completely up to you. Like, you know, and, and actually being able to give people... You know, it's like that that old saying, don't give them a fish, give them a fishing rod or whatever it is. I haven't you know heard I mean? that one. <laughs> you know, like, don't, be... don't give them, like, a piece of food. Like, give them what they need to catch the food okay, going yeah, forward yeah. in life, right? I, yeah, I, have, I, mean. I think we've maybe heard that one up in Aberdeen. Yeah. Got, got there in 2003, I think. <laughs> old 7,000 miles away, no, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, so, no, I and and I think that's, that should apply to nutrition. If you tell people... You know, we all have our own approaches. We all have our own methods. And how we've come to that conclusion is probably to do with ourselves, our client base, our history, our experience. Um, but if you tell the people the scientific and as you you put on your page and you know, the evidence-based approaches and then you say, now, how you want to approach it is subjective to you, um, go for it. You know, and I think that that, yeah, you're, I think there does seem to be some crazy pendulum swing at the moment. And I'm, yeah. I think I think the, the key is um, when when you're... <sighs> calling something out on social media or you know, going somewhere which is fairly controversial, it's you're always going to be better placed if you're objective in your analysis of it. Yeah. If you're putting your biases into it, some people will get swayed by it, of course, but I think a lot of people will probably look at it and just be put off. Yeah. It's always a better idea to be strong with the message. Yeah. Um, say however you want to say it, but actually delivering it in an objective way with a bit of perspective is yeah. a far better idea than just saying that shit, that shit, that shit because of this, because of this. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that point that you made is really good. But that's important. why your page is so brilliant because I feel like you you make a very strong point, but it's also there's there's so much kind of detail in a very simple post that people can actually implement the point that you're making, however they 
they can however they are going to be able to i mean adherence is is, is a, a a whole other ball game so you know you've got the science and then it's like okay how implementation and adherence is a whole other second step um so just bear that in mind i would say um Okay, so uh, I love. Okay, so what I love about your page, Graham, is the way that you put up a demonized food like Nutella on toast, and then you put up like um, a celebrated food like avocado on whole whole wheat. <laughs> and now you give the calorie and, and macro breakdowns, which just makes me so happy. So, kind of in that vein, do you want to give me some of the most annoying? myths and and crap that's out there about nutrition and or calories and or health um and just talk a bit about what you find to be very frustrating in your line of work jesus that that we could be here for like <laughs> seven four, years four months yeah we have another 15 <laughs> minutes so you know well, interesting you bring up that avocado v nutella well, it wasn't a versus nutella it was avocado and nutella toast but everybody looked at it as Avocado versus Nutella yeah, yeah. toast, and uh, you got a lot of people, their eyes bulging out their their faces when they saw that. But avocado's got fiber and dietary fats, and Nutella uses palm oil. It's like, yeah, yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about here. You're I'm talking just about talking calories. about calories. Yeah, <laughs> if you read, thanks, thanks very much. This so, is why I said though, calories and nutritional, because those are two different things, guys. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the point that someone would make there about the fiber and the micronutrients is absolutely valid. That's yeah. true, but. But that know, wasn't the point you were making. That, that's not the point I'm making. Exactly. So, um, yeah, in terms of nutrition myths, wow, there's stuff. I mean, I, I got one sent to me this morning. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was something along the lines of eating five oranges with a glass of water a day will help you lose weight or something like that. It will help you go to the toilet. Um, yeah, probably. A good dose of... <laughs> Jesus Christ, so, how did somebody there's think There's a lot that of pages was... like that on Instagram. It's, it's crazy. Um there's so, actually a really famous the, female health and fitness girl who who promoted at one point just eating nothing but bananas. And I was like, how is this bitch so successful? I don't understand. I don't understand. But she's really, she's way more successful than you or I. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell is happening to the world? Anyway, continue. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you were talking about the, the, the myths, weren't you? Yeah, um, the things that you consistently and constantly get asked or see and you're like, no, hmm. that's wrong. Or like, why do I have to explain this again? It's probably uh, a lot of the DMs would be something like, I've seen that we should be doing intermittent fasting now. Is it true that you lose more weight with intermittent fasting? And it's, I should almost have it copy and pasted somewhere so I can yeah, just implement it. It's I like, do. You, know, you do. I do. I have copy and pasted answers because I get so sick and tired of people asking me the same questions. Maybe right? I should make really, really long ones. <laughs> James Smith down. was like, you should just tell him to fuck off. <laughs> I was like, no, I yeah. probably won't do that. You can do it for me if you want. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, on. send to James Smith. He'll yeah, deal with you. Forward. Um, yeah, so the response is, again, you'd have no idea about this individual whether what their knowledge preset of nutrition is. So it's uh, the, the only thing you can do is give the basic answer there. So you've seen, oh, they want to lose weight. So it's like, well, to lose weight, you need a calorie deficit. It doesn't matter when you eat, full stop. And then they'll probably reply with, but what about such and such and such and such? And, you know, it's, 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 it is what is it. it is. This is my answer. There's nothing beyond that. Um, but you can understand people getting... Wanting to to learn about things. Yeah. Um, another thing would obviously be, you know, keto. I'm sure James was maybe talking about this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I love that. I just can't understand how it's. I, I mean, the diet I think was originally originally began to help kids that had epilepsy. And yes. It showed yeah. Some beneficial results. And uh, some cancer patients. Okay. But not all. I didn't know that. No, it's not a blanket. Yeah. Yeah, it's so all, don't yeah nobody <laughs> nobody run away with that, but that was yeah there a was part of it as well. Some some evidence, yeah, um, yeah. How it's kind of turned into the love child of the Atkins diet is beyond me, really. I I just don't understand how people can't understand you know where it's almost like a, a play on words because obviously ketosis is a fat burning state, yeah. And people are cutting out carbohydrates to get to that fat burning state. And protein. And yeah, and protein. Yeah. And, and and trying to burn the, so so basically they're burning more fat. Yeah. And they just think that's body fat. But no, it's just the fat that you're consuming. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> dietary fat and body fat are two very different. If we could just get a billboard contexts. that yeah, that says yeah. dietary fat and body fat are two different propositions and put it all over 
well, everywhere. Everywhere would would be quite good. Do you know? Do you ever step back though? I've done this frequently while doing the podcast, and I think like to us the things which are like so frustrating in terms of our career space and and so irritating, and then I'm like most people just haven't even noticed what we're talking about and to us we're here like banging our head against the wall and someone's like what's ketosis ketosis yeah. and i'm like oh yeah I, <laughs> so, yeah a lot of the posts that i put up that are sort of niche areas kind of maybe talking about that or something don't don't get much engagement compared to the other ones you know comparing avocado toast for example but i am surprised though because ketosis is you know and it's so funny because even the people who think that they're on a ketogenic diet aren't on a ketogenic diet because they're having like way too much protein so yeah i mean whatever Let's as long as they can put the butter in the coffee and slug it down what the hell with a spoon what the hell is this that i mean I, whatever. Okay, you know what? We're just, this is, you're completely right. We could go down a rabbit hole and we could be here for hours just like talking about all the absolute nonsense out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to say something and I want to hear, you know, your thoughts on it. And, um, you know, you're far more educated in this field than I am. So please feel free to, you know. That's what you think. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Um, so obviously, guys, when it when it comes to calories, that's one thing. That's energy that, you know, will determine uh, whether or not you gain weight or lose weight in, you know, whatever context that might be in terms of weight. Um and then there's nutrition, and then you're talking about uh, obviously the macronutrients, proteins, fats, carbs, and then you know I I mean I tend to put veg are obviously a carb, but I tend to put them as a separate thing because they're not technically an energy macro, and I should talk about starchier carbs, and also because fiber is kind of a I think a, like a law unto itself that needs to be added into that macronutrient breakdown, um, and obviously all calories are not created equal, so you know a calorie or a handful of calories that you're going to get from a Mars bar versus a handful of calories you're going to get from a quote unquote superfood <laughs> salad, um, obviously you're going to have a lot more nutritional benefit in the latter than the former. Um, and these are all things that you need to uh, consider when you decide to uh, implement dietary changes to get you to a goal. So if it's fat loss, obviously, predominantly, you're thinking about calories. If it's muscle building, you're thinking about calories and macronutrients. If it's health, you're thinking about calories and macronutrients and micronutrients and yeah, all the stuff that comes with a health-minded goal. Um, do, you know, what What would you, in just coming off the back of what I've just said, what would you recommend to somebody who wanted to change their diet um, but it was goal-dependent? Uh, yeah, so the point you made about all calories not being equal, I would actually maybe slightly alter that statement and say that all food is not equal. Mm. It makes it a little bit more vague. Agreed. Um Simply just, I'm being pedantic here, but the fact that... No, a be a pedant. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a calorie is just simply a unit of energy. So it's actually the same entity, whether it whether it's a Mars bar or a carrot or something like that. Yeah. But it's the, the, the macronutrients and micronutrients that are the different propositions yeah. within that. Um, so yeah, it's it's... For me, depending on what the goal is, yeah, and um, it always does. You know, for example, if we're talking about weight loss, it, consuming protein and fiber within those calories is going to aid satiety um, and adherence. And adherence. Yeah. But then again, you, you, that's can be subjective as well. So I always state, just because you eat loads more protein than you did or fiber, there's a good chance that you'd be more satiated. But you might not because simply you've got that ability to continue eating if you want to. Yeah. Even if you're full, you yeah. could continue eating. Yeah. And it's the same thing if you're slightly hungry. You yeah. can actually choose to stop eating. Is it is it going to be that bad if you don't eat more, if you're only slightly hungry? No. no. You've got the power to do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would definitely recommend that people understand the different elements within the foods that they eat and what they represent. For example... You know, like you said, they're vegetables. Very, very few of them are have any sort of caloric density. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, spinach or green leafy vegetables. You're talking like single figure calories yeah. per whatever. But you're talking it's, like a bucket load of magnesium, yeah. which if you train is a great thing exactly. to have on yeah, in yeah. there. Yeah. Um and but then you could go on to other vegetables like potatoes, for example, or parsnips that you know, yes, if you overconsume them, the calories can can kind of add up. Add up yeah. And it's the same thing with with lean meats as well. So a steak, 
versus another steak. You know, you could have a sirloin or a fillet. A fillet, yeah. And a sirloin could have a massive wedge of fat on there. And it could be something like 600 calories. Oh, and the God. same... The differences yeah. in those two cuts of meat will blow <laughs> your better. mind. Yeah, it tastes, tastes yeah. good. Well, I think so too. Can't, my can't husband, like, can't. Yeah, my husband is like absolutely. He needs some marbled meat, or he's out. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, if like, lean meat, it always tastes so much better. But he just cannot get on board with me. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, no, there was a, a simple point in the fact that that fillet steak could be something like 400 calories. Yeah. You know, significant difference. Same with any kind of foods that you pick, like a slice of bread depending on the loaf it could be like a 60 gram slice or a 25 gram slice but you might log a slice of bread on my fitness pal which is actually 70 percent more calories than you thought you consumed yeah um or vice versa or less yeah so as that isn't there just like a 20 percent hit or miss mark on all kind of nutritional breakdowns anyway on food labels yeah yeah, that's what that's what they say yeah Um, but I would rather that than these these new labels that came out a couple of well they haven't come out but they were talking about them a couple of weeks ago. What um, labels? So basically, on I a, haven't been here. Oh yeah, yeah, you've yeah, been d- I've been down in, under in a weird bubble of hell. So now I'm back to reality. Do explain. Jet, jet lagged. Um, <laughs> not not really quite compass mentis yet, well, but I'm yeah, getting there. I wasn't aware of it. I got rung up by the BBC to go on to um, Victoria Derbyshire's show the next day. And I was like, okay, this is this. I've never been on TV before. This is a bit weird. So there were, there, apparently, the Royal Society of Public Health are wanting to implement what it would take in terms of exercise to burn off a specific food. So, if it was a Mars bar, I can't remember what it actually was, but say it, your face is. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like this is the most dangerous thing I've yeah. ever heard of. So they're basically saying. I don't know, say a Mars bar takes an hour to run off. So they're, they're working it from that regard. So my number one point, because I was on Skype up in Aberdeen and, you know, our Skype connections aren't very good up there. So eventually things were curtailed, unfortunately. But at least I got my first point out that every individual has got a different energy expenditure. Yeah, Everyone's a different weight, height. So I can't believe that they haven't thought about that to start with. I mean, there's a whole host of other things. Um we're kind of going down a rabbit hole here, no, but, but you're, no, but absolutely, it's an interesting point. I, yeah, at least you got that one out because I mean, yeah. also, I well, mean, so, you know, if you look at our, your energy expenditure, around about seventy percent of it is 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 you know when you're at rest, yeah, based on metabolic rate. So, yeah, so no, you don't actually have to go for a fucking run after a Mars bar if you don't want to. I, I mean, absolutely not. It's, this is shocking. <laughs> How? I can't believe you didn't hear about it. I can't believe they I didn't, didn't make, hear about it. didn't make this. the news in, in Australia. Well, to be fair, when I, was, I was up at three in the morning and asleep at five in the afternoon <laughs> and I absolutely had no idea what was going on at any point in between because I was A, completely sleep deprived and B, consistently drunk or hungover. So. Avoiding the spiders. <laughs> yeah. Right, look, we have five minutes left. So I am going to, I just want to say... I've loved this. Yeah, I've loved it as well. All the ranting and fact checking and (laughs) I just love it. Um, So I want to end by doing what I do with every single one of my guests with you. And I'm just going to give you the floor and let you just talk to my audience about anything and everything that you want them to know for the last couple of minutes. You can promote your book. You can give them some advice. You can do a bit of both. Whatever you want to do, go for it, Graham. Cool, can we talk about Brexit? (laughs) No, please. No, please. Please Everyone's just switched off your podcast now, sorry. Um, Yeah, so I I would say, like yourself, I've got a book coming out. It's going to be exciting. Um, It's something that's been in the the works for, well, over a year now, really. It kind of started with with me pitching the idea, um, and then it was like... April or May that signed it. And, and ever since it's been quite busy kind of putting it together and Who's what, your publisher and what's your book called? So it's Ebury Press, which is part of yeah. Penguin. Yeah. Um it's Eat What You Like and Lose Weight for Life. There you go. So guys. that's it in a nutshell, obviously. <laughs> I literally but, have never heard <laughs> such a better title for a for a quote unquote diet book ever. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um yeah, so in there, the chapters basically look at the simple science behind losing weight, yeah. um, understanding macronutrients, understanding different perceptions around food, you know, perception versus reality, sorry. Yeah. Um, how to improve your relationship with food is, is in there as well. 
avoiding the fad diets, recognising nutrition myths and why there are myths in very simple graphics and, and caveats. And there's a few recipes in there as well. So you can navigate through breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, drinks. Yeah. Um, they don't, publishers love a recipe. They though, love recipes. They? and they, When they made me know. do it at the first time, I was like, oh, really? But actually, Slaving it ended up Slaving away over a hot stove. <laughs> are you a good cook? I'm a really good are cook. Are you? Yeah. I'm... I'm Somewhat okay. It's just I'm an anxious person, so I respond well to cooking and training. Like any methodical, any methodical thing like that that has an outcome, I'm really good with. Um, But I mean, it's not. I certainly don't consider myself a chef. Anyway, continue. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) Oh oh, yeah, I forgot my name is. It's in your handle. (laughs) You're like I'm not a chef. Oh, hang on. (laughs) That's so I came up with that name four years ago, and I made the Instagram page, and I was just putting recipe images up that nobody liked. So I've kind of I'm in too far now, but it's got a good ring. Yeah, and yeah. you've got like six hundred thousand dollars just shy of keep it. I it. Just change it to to Graham. Full stop. <laughs> eat what you want for the rest of your life and continue to lose weight or wait. Did I just completely eat, eat, eat what you like and lose weight for life? So weight, the yeah. idea is not that you should be losing weight consistently for the rest of your life. It's, <laughs> it's you'd so be that dead. <laughs> you understand how to do it for the rest of your life and you don't yeah. have to absorb <laughs> yeah. the bullshit that we see on a daily basis. Um, but it's most the, the thing that's different about it is it's mostly graphic in graphic form so there's some of the instagram content that's already been put up in there there's a lot of new stuff in there as well it was interesting putting it together because as you know with social media it's just one post and then the next post might be totally unrelated but with this we had to get some sort of structure so that when people turned the page it wasn't something completely different we were talking about so it it was quite a complicated process but yeah I think it's you could have used my OCD skills because I'm like absolutely mental about what goes (laughs) where in my books my publishers are like no 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 this is our job now to design the book I'm like no it's in an order (laughs) we had a diplomatic relationship on, on email where if I put a smiley face at the end, no matter what was said, I think it, you know things were, were were the atmosphere was still good. Yeah. But there's a, a numerous well, times that I think I was like, yes, we should do this. But looking back, I think they were probably right <laughs> in what they were doing in terms of the arrangement. Of I it. mean, congratulations! I'm definitely going to buy it. And yours I think, too. I mean, I'm yours so, too. No, <laughs> yours is out, isn't it? Yeah, it's out. Yeah. Do you sometimes get uncomfortable? Oh, hugely. Yeah. It's yeah, it's awful. And and actually, I talked about this in the first series of the podcast when. Well, the first book was a fat loss book. I got this weird, um, like, guilt that I was telling women what to do with their bodies and how to, which, of course, I wasn't. It was only for people asking the question. Mm-hmm. But I got this weird thing of, like, I was just doing the wrong thing with my life and it freaked me out. And it wasn't until, again, I got the reader feedback that I completely calmed down and realised that it was all fine. But I would have done that book completely differently if I could now. Um, and I actually did. with The follow-up, the fat loss books, was a lot better, in my opinion. Anyway, yeah. I digress. And... <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. I think it's been very educational. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Thanks very much for having Amazing. me. Amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and make sure that you tune in next week for another amazing episode of the podcast. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure that you tune in next week when we're going to have the amazing Courtney Pruce on the podcast to talk about all things physique and performance. Acast recommends podcasts we love. I'm Sam Bungie, one of the hosts of West Cork, a story about a community on the far south coast of Ireland that became a kind of paradise for people looking for a fresh start. And nobody knew their past. You could be who you wanted to be rather than who you really were. Then one newcomer was murdered and another was suspected of doing it. I see him in the market and really he's always trying to be normal and trying to get people to like him. But we all know. Listen to West Cork now on Acast. Acast powers the world's best podcasts, including the Irish History Podcast, The Two Johnnies, and the one you're listening to right now. Sports Social Podcast Network.